0: hello everyone and welcome to generation the podcast the audio companion to the hbo max original series generation i'm wembley sewell editor-in-chief of them
1: and i am gg good currently hopped up on so many allergy medications but i'm so excited we are talking with zelda barnes Co creator of Generation, Nathania Alexander, who stars as Ariana, and series writer Max Saltarelli. So let's start by talking about this episode, Ms. Wembley. Give us a recap.
0: In this episode, Ariana is absolutely, to quote her, drowning in maleness at home, at school. You know, she's got the constant interruptions from guys on the, on the school dance committee. Proposals to the dance are running rampant. And it literally ends in flames. Um, but, you know, things keep heating up when they end up in a throuple. And I don't think Ariana seems too down with it, honestly. Uh, again, at the, at, the, at the end of all of this, it's like, wow, now there's a man coming in between me and my closest friends. And I just, I think it's heartbreaking, quite frankly. Obviously, Delilah and Naomi call it a golden age for the friend group. But it's like, what does that mean for Ariana. So I think I think we have a lot to to discuss here.
1: It really shows just how fast you can go from inseparable to a boy is entered enter the picture.
0: Enter the chat.
1: A boy has entered the chat, which is so high school. I can't tell you how many times my friends have done that to me, how many times I've done that to my friends, to be honest. But prior to that happening, it's really fun to watch the three girls. So I do want to talk a little bit about that as they're like. Actually, being witchy. Um, mm-hmm. But there's let's get into the nitty gritty because there's much to talk about.
0: Absolutely. But first, I want to give a warm welcome back to the show to Zelda. Hi, so good to be here.
1: Yes. And also, of course, to Nathanya. Hey, Diva, you got bangs.
0: Hey, hey, I'm
2: rocking a bang today.
1: <laughs> Y'all can't see her, but she has bangs.
2: The bangs.
1: The bangs. Yes, <laughs> the
0: bangs. <laughs> yes, the bangs. <laughs> And Max, it is so, so lovely to see you again.
3: Hey, thanks so much for having me back. Uh, I'm rocking a long ponytail. You guys can't see it, but it's here down to the floor.
0: (laughs) Giving us the Anakin.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Vibes. So we've got some lovely guests here today, so I think we should use their time to our advantage and and talk about what we need to know. I guess let's start with Nathanya a little bit. The last episode was very much about motherhood. And um, in this episode, we actually get to pivot kind of more to fatherhood, specifically to uh, Ariana's fathers. And we kind of get this beautiful arc that really starts with Ariana complaining about her dad's incompetence with female trouble and not really understanding where she's coming from. And she doesn't really have anybody to relate to, especially now that her friends have gotten digmatized for lack of a better word (laughs) but i want to i want to play that clip right now okay i think we can calm down
2: calm down you know who else was told to calm down rosa parks hillary clinton and kesha just to name a few i'm sorry my vagina is such a problem for you i swear if you don't let me have a girls night sleepover you're gonna have a sleepover you just interrupted my threat
3: sorry finish
1: your threat
2: Now you don't deserve
1: it. I mean, clearly there's been some bubblins up that have been happening. (laughs) And by the end of the episode, we do get to have this really beautiful scene where I kind of think they've reached sort of a... an unspoken understanding. They don't have to talk. All they have mm. to do is just sit mm-hmm. and eat some ice cream as a family. And it just kind of feels like they're they're finally on the same page. But I would love, Nathania to hear what it was like for you, and you as well, Max uh, and Zelda, to kind of explore fatherhood in this episode. And um, if you had any specific experiences that might have influenced you and brought you to this episode.
2: Well, it was amazing to tap into Ariana and her dad's relationship because we always hear about, like, you know, we hear about the threesomes, and mm-hmm. then we hear about <laughs> we hear about all of the juicy mess that uh, Re- yeah. Ariana has to say about her dad's, but we finally meet them, and ju- they're just like cool, regular dads that like don't know the difference between a light tampon and you know what she actually needs which is not a light tampon <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody needs that no <laughs> so it was, it was really interesting to explore that and then you know they redeemed themselves at by the end of the episode where they actually know what their daughter wants and needs and they're actually there for her all the time and um, it was it was good to tap into that love and to see them you know really conquer this with their daughter.
1: I, I know you said that they're you know these like two cool dads, but I can almost see them just like you'd think that because they're gay dads, they'd be really cool dads, but they're still like pretty lame, you know, like they're mm-hmm. they're pretty dorky guys, and they're yeah. like at, at the root of everything, they're just like dorky parents who. share the same issues as, as, you know, other types of parents out there. So, I don't know, I just thought that was interesting. But I'm curious, Zelda and, and Max, if you had any hot takes.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point, Gigi, especially because of the line, like, I'll buy you king size tampons next time. It's like, it's so stupid. And it's such cool. a dad joke. It's just <laughs> such a like, yeah. And even though he's like a cool gay dad, he's also like a lame dad joke dad, too, at the same time. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speaking from the experience of a teenage girl with gay fathers, I definitely there are a lot of things about like womanhood that confuses them. Bra sizes <laughs> are a big one. Um,
1: uh-huh. They yeah. just
4: don't really there's a lot that they don't really that goes completely over their head but they're my parents and they're such good parents and I think Ariana has a very similar experience of being like you guys have no idea how to wash a bra or buy a tampon but you guys are still incredible parents and you're still there for me when I need you most. I can really speak to that experience for sure. Yeah, it was fun to it was fun to help kind of create and navigate this episode with all our writers.
3: And it was Great having Zelda, Daniel and Ben in the writer's room, too, who can really speak to the experience of being gay parents and having gay dads. And so we can really explore that with empathy and like all the sides of it. We can kind of lovingly make fun of these two parents. And we can also show the really deep love that they have for their kid. Zelda had some great stories about like how your parents like wash bras and stuff, and we got oh to really gosh. infuse this episode with uh th- with the real tea,
4: oh my gosh, yeah, of course she said she was
0: getting like cut from the uh the wire, wires wires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. <laughs> in the details, in the details. But no, tr the the ice cream scene like really actually like warmed my heart. And to see also like Ariana like that, I think. Um yeah. you know, being being really vulnerable, I think that was like to me one of the most beautifully acted scenes in in the series. So my hats off to you, Nathanya.
2: Thank you so much. It was um I kind of really loved that moment as well because we usually get to see Ariana. In such like crazy moments where she's outrageous. And Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) but here we get to see her with all her walls, like completely torn down and vulnerable and actually accepting the love that her her dads are, Mm -hmm. are giving her, you know, and saying, okay, like, yeah, I need this right now, even though I don't have the sisterhood that I want. Like I have my my two dads here at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, well, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit more about that, you know, the idea of of sisterhood because we do obviously we see how it ends, but a lot of it does delve deep into into sisterhood and and I think even more broadly, the idea of chosen family in this episode. I think last time last time we talked, Nathania, you mentioned you have four four brothers. Yes, yes, younger <laughs> brothers, younger um, brothers. <laughs> in in light of what I know is that chaos, I have, you know, a lot of siblings too, not all brothers, but I feel that vibe completely. Did that at all help you kind of relate to your character's, you know, really deep desire for sisterhood? And more so than that, like, what about your real friendships? Where you go in, in real life for kind of that affirmation did you bring into this role?
2: Yeah, I definitely felt Ariana in that, like, Opening scene where she sees like the piss and the pubic hair on the toilet And I was like, thank God for the scene because I've dealt with that growing up with my little brothers Like Oy. one day I literally had to grab one of them and bring them into the bathroom and be like Look at the toilet. There's piss on there and I have to put my butt on there so would you like me to have piss on my ass like <laughs> <The> like,
0: <Lord. laughs> i feel like that's the title i feel
2: like that's a title of like a song <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i definitely like felt her there and i definitely channeled that a lot and um definitely with the sisterhood i brought the love that i have for my friends into into that as well
0: I, I don't know. I feel like when I watch the show, especially now having chats with all of you, I can see maybe some of those like backstories coming to fruition. So totally. uh, it it was a it was a joy to kind of watch that translate,
1: yeah. I mean, the I do want to talk about that big sleepover scene that happens in this episode, which I don't know about any of y- any of y'all, but in high school, I definitely, my friends and I definitely thought we were witches, like, 100%, you know, <laughs> watching whatever, what were those, sh- like, we would watch Charmed, we would watch Twilight, and we'd be like, yeah. maybe we're witches, you know, like, like, <laughs> oh, oh my man, God. like, are we discovering something here? But I think that the set and the lighting in these scenes really create the witchy vibe, plus the, like, full-on ritual It kind of makes me wonder, like, what... I want to know what you watch to say, okay, what do we need to have in this scene to make it look like high schoolers have Googled witches?
2: (laughs) And it was just that. I think that Googling witches was the only thing (laughs) that Ariana did. (laughs) I mean, like, there's... I feel like there's levels to being a witch as well. Yeah. Like, I think for Ariana... The level that she wanted to was just like surface level really just like the spells and yeah the, yeah and the sage and that stuff for me for ariana i i definitely wanted to it to be more surface level rather than get into all of the the actual like deep 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 yeah. rich rich stuff
1: There's this moment where you FaceTimed a real witch of sorts and were just to help you out with this ritual because, you know, Google wasn't enough, apparently. And um, (laughs) I'm just like, is is that a real thing that you can do? Just like FaceTime a witch?
3: (laughs) Well, we did do... We were lucky to have in the writer's room uh, at least one person who had experience with witchcraft in a more real way. So we had them in the room to kind of make sure we weren't ever... Like, we definitely wanted Ariana to handle it in a very superficial way and in the way that, like, just like you, Gigi, I also did in high school. It's like, we didn't know Mm -hmm. what the hell we were doing, but, like, we were having fun and, like, casting spells (laughs) and feeling, like, powerful and, like, staring at objects to see if, like, they would move or something. (laughs) But but we had a resource in the room, thankfully. So uh, there was... There are a couple small things in there, like we made sure we use the right color of candle for the love spell, and those kinds of things. So there are some details that speak more to a real practice, but nothing like that. We're not trying to really portray that at all. Yeah, witches right. don't come for us. Yeah. This was a <laughs> I mean, don't tribute. come for us.
0: <laughs> don't come for us, please. It's all respect. I, but I but Look, I don't know about y'all. I was listening to, like, Avril Lavigne with, like, my future gay friends, like, in a circle. Like, wow, mm-hmm. she's so powerful. Like, that was my... That was my... Yeah, was yeah, my yeah. yeah. Bargains, or, Like, totally. staying up till 2 a.m., like, watching MTV. I don't know if I was ready for the, for the spells. I think I had some, probably, identity stuff to sort through while watching yes. those late-night yeah. commercials more so than... <laughs> Y'all don't remember
2: those? Uh, (laughs) uh, mm -hmm. I was busy trying to sneak out the house, you know, instead of... (laughs) You had (laughs) some balls.
0: (laughs) Brave. Bravery. Bravery.
3: (laughs) When writing this episode, I I rewatched, like, The Craft and Teen Witch and, like, certain of my favorite, like, teen witch movies, like, high school witch Mm -hmm. stuff and our director for the episode andrew on had this really cool idea of instead of making this whole séance thing look like your typical like candlelit high school witch moment he wanted it to be sort of like a neon uh, séance and have it be lit by totally. pink and blue lights and like give it this whole new feel and i thought that brought like such a fun energy to that. the episode
0: yeah, yeah. very yeah. ariana yeah.
2: definitely <laughs>
1: We're talking about episode 12 of the HBO Max series, Generation, and we're going to get into a lot more after a quick break.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We're talking to Generation creator Zelda Barnes, series writer Max Saltarelli, and Nathania Alexander, who stars as Ariana
1: Max, I have a feeling you had something to do with some of the music in this episode.
3: I am so embarrassed to say that no, I didn't. This was... (gasps) I I know. Uh, This was... I can't take any credit for the glorious soundtrack. But something I really love about the show's music supervision is how the character who's in focus the soundtrack feels to me like it's playing to them and it always seems like what you're hearing is a reflection of like a the character's inner world and with this being Ariana's episode i thought they did such a good job of making the soundtrack part of her emotional life
2: yeah and it was really interesting to um see the song choices because we go from the song choice after you know she, she gets what she wants and she gets the Sleepover, you know, and it's like, my girl's not... Uh. Uh-huh. And it's like, hi, beat, And then, like, the Heartbreak soundtrack follows.
1: Love it. I'm sorry, I'm such a nerd when it comes to, like, BTS light music, costumes, hair, makeup, all that stuff, but...
0: I mean, I feel like this is a huge episode for BTS. I don't want to, like... Uh, the fire scene at the Sleepover, like, I need to... know knif- yes. oh <laughs> my God. What, what was the QC energy there? I mean... Ariana's Room in itself, that was the first
2: time I got to see Ariana's Room. With all the neon, I remember speaking to uh, Zelda and, and the showrunners prior to shooting that, and they were really excited about just the color combination of Ariana's Room. Then to shoot that scene with the with the fire, that was really fun to play.
1: Dangerous. <laughs>
2: Very risky.
1: Yes, we had someone
2: on. Yeah, we had someone on set teach us how to do it, and he kind of said it beforehand. It was really interesting to see how that I know. I'd be curious to see the all the scene.
1: bloopers on this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a little bit of a uh, skirt skirt, if you will. But I we have to address it. It does feel like this is a little bit of the um, Miss Andry episode, if you will. I don't know if that <laughs> if that feels like a reach. Uh, but I mean, I, I think it's a reflection of like what a lot of people are are feeling right now, honestly, like the way teens like kind of resent their dads, the way they sometimes resent like other guys who just act like assholes all the time. I think the just a reflection of maybe some of the more general cultural trends, like especially that I feel like young men especially kind of espouse that this is a kind of call to arms against that, you know, and I want to play a clip that kind of represents that crescendo in my mind. Let's let's play that clip. What kind of messed up guy
2: thing makes you think the girl you talk over every day in class wants to get nasty and take couples pics with you? I swear every boy on this dying planet is a fucking parasite. And every girl who puts a boy in front of her friends is diseased.
0: So obviously there are are a lot of feelings here. There's a lot of, quite frankly, warranted anger, especially catered towards, again, young men. And... I want to hear from all of you all. Like, what did you want to communicate through, especially Ariana's storyline? Like, what did you hope this episode encompassed in terms of this, like, kind of wider, you know, cultural push against just how awful sometimes guys can can be?
4: Yeah, I mean, I recently was spending a lot of time in, like, an all-girl trio kind of a situation sort of similar to DNA in a lot of ways. But yeah, we were constantly joking about how awful men were just because all three of us have had bad experiences with creepy men. And it's just something that every single girl goes through. Every single girl... Has encountered like a horrible boy at some point in their lives, and I think that it's something that women can really relate to each other when it comes to that topic. And yeah, I think it's I think it's very warranted all the like making fun of men who are so creepy and disgusting. And with DNA in this moment, I think Ariana is really realizing like we can joke about hating men, but my two friends will still pick a man over me when it comes down to it, which I think is really, really hurtful Mm. after this whole episode of the three of them bonding over like the boys suck mentality. And then her two best friends are like, boys suck, but we're going to ditch you for this boy that we like. It's like, it's a really shitty feeling. And also she now has this like teenage boy who's been so mean to her and has been interrupting her for days and won't let her speak in class. Now, Like asking her to dance, and she's like, "What? Like, no. Why would I ever want to do that? Where is this coming from? (laughs) it's like you don't get to be an asshole to me, and then expect me to like take couples pics with you. Exactly,
2: right? Especially after making the entire." dance be a girls ask guys i think for me playing ariana i think that sentence was really important it was like okay i let you slide in the in the room where you constantly cut me off and then (laughs) right after my girls just embarrassed me and like i had to take photos and videos of them rubbing this in my face and then you and it was like playing that was just like oh my gosh really you after like getting my heart after broken all but yeah also the audacity <laughs> right <laughs> like you got the nerve <laughs> Quite simply
0: the audacity
2: yeah
3: i'll also add that like a lot of like this being a show about teens a lot of young people people of all ages really but young people have the language for Miss misandry right now mm. a little bit and one of the things this episode shows is but a lot of those toxic uh, male dynamics of like men speaking over women at a meeting or whatever, like they yeah. start in like more harmless seeming ways, maybe much younger. Like it's that boy who talks over you in class Yeah, mm-hmm. when you're 16. Planning a dance. Like, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Not to, I'm sorry, now I'm talking over people, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but,
3: I, know, I got really self conscious as I was saying that. I was like, well, great, I'm the man speaking here now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but one of the, I would say, more joyful elements for me, at least, is, and also a language that I think more and more young people have the language for, even though obviously I'm personally not standing, I'm not necessarily welcoming it just because of what it puts Ariana through. I do think it's fascinating to watch more and more young folks embrace this idea of, you know, being in a thruple or, you know, beyond a threple, just polyamory in general. And I'd love to know what kind of background conversations all of you had about developing the direction that this could possibly take.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I remember having conversations about this in the writers' room, but it's been it's been part of the plan for a long time now. So it was it was a while ago, but we were having all these conversations about like Naomi really likes Cooper and Delilah really likes Cooper and they're both kind of trying like not to hurt each other's feelings with the whole thing. But I kind of do love the idea of teenagers getting into like non-monogamous relationships just because I feel like non-monogamy really emphasizes communication. And I think that that's something Mm -hmm. that is very important for a lot of teenagers to learn. And so I I don't know. I was very open to the idea and I'm really glad we wound up going with it because I think it's great comedically kind of because obviously there's a kind of humor aspect to these two uh-huh. girls dating the same boy even though Naomi is quite straight and yeah I don't know it was it was a lot of fun to write it was a lot of fun to play around with this dynamic and also both of them having crushes on the same person and trying not to like go crazy and like make the other one like upset it's just yeah it's yeah. it's been fun
2: yeah, it added a lot of comedy because, I mean, that happens a lot in high school. You like you like the same person that your friend does sometimes. And it's like Naomi got had the idea from a poster that she saw. So that was that was like that was so of so all places. Funny. Yes. Yeah, of all places, a poster.
3: And I think I just think the idea is so funny of uh, of some teenagers getting into a throuple just cuz they don't want to hurt each other's feelings basically. Like we'll yeah. we'll see how that turns out.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I'm that's what I'm curious about because I part of me did think that in the room, you know, when everything quite literally went up in flames, I thought that was going to be an up in flames of the friendship right then and there. Like I was, you know, I was watching that moment like, "Oh no, here we go. It's all about mm-hmm. to explode." I thought, you know, it was just a wrap, so to speak. So I was a bit surprised by this turn and not just the thruple of it all. You know, I fully I actually, you know, I think it's I think it's cool to see how this could play out again without the, you know, pain it's caused Ariana, but I, I really was I was like, oh gosh. Like I, I didn't think that they had the maturity to to go past that moment. So seeing uh how <laughs> the twist has been was was a little bit rewarding, I have to say.
4: It's so tricky in high school. It's so so tricky when your friends make you feel bad and you don't want to be that asshole who's like, "You guys can't hang out without me." Like you don't want to be the possessive friend because it is it is so annoying to have friends who don't let you hang out with other people in high school and you you feel like that person when your friends make you feel shitty and you try to call them out on it and it's it's so hard to navigate. And I think that Ariana feels like she can't say to Naomi and Delilah, Hey, don't date this boy together and mm. go to the dance after with him after I just asked you guys to go to the dance as like mm. a group because that would make her feel controlling and shitty even though yeah. they're being pretty shitty to her and she kind of has every right to call them out on that.
2: Definitely. And she's so much in shock that she's just like still processing it all as it's happening. And I think, you know, I was curious of that too when when playing Ariana like why wouldn't she just say don't do it
0: yeah it's almost like antithetical to like her entire character leading up to this which to me really drives home just like how not broken but like how down she is and like how much this actually hurt her because it's so not her vibe um to react like this I think
2: yeah absolutely you she's so much in pain that she's like she shuts down you know
0: and to to that end, like watch, watching that shutdown happen, I know I've I've kind of alluded to this, but it makes it in many ways seeing this vibrant like fire of a of a character have this breakdown. It makes it one of the most subtly like heart wrenching episodes because your character Nathania is like trying so hard this entire this entire entire series to keep this friend group together. Clearly, will do anything for these three girls. Has been. I will say kind of the emotional foundation of the friendship the the soother for everyone and is in a lot of ways like the glue from from my point of view so this is a, this is ultimately a question for everyone like what do you want this moment the way we end this episode to say about friendships between young women specifically
3: I'll say that for me this ending was about Just how fleeting and dynamic, I guess, friend dynamics can be. Like you're a coven one day, and you are angry and can't feel like you can speak honestly the next day. This is a particularly dramatic example of that, but I feel like everyone sort of experienced some version of that in high school. And I I think Ariana is so shocked at the end, and like Nathania said, she's still kind of processing how she feels and... For me, I sort of see her going off on Eric Morris, that kid who uh, asked her to the dance, as sort yeah. of he's kind of the stand in for her friends in a way. She's yelling at him, but she's also saying what she couldn't say five minutes ago to Naomi and Delilah.
2: Absolutely. I agree. And it's like, it, it's been great to see that journey um, with this friend group because, you know, we are taking on a journey with them where they do this like amazing thing together. They deliver a baby in a mall Mm -hmm. and then we go from that to them kind of recovering from that and um, that making them closer to a moment in this Mm -hmm. episode where they're broken apart and that happens in relationships that happens in sisterhood it happens in all kinds of relationships in everyday life so I feel like it's a definitely accurate portrayal of just like how relationships can go from good one day to bad one day and like how you recover from that is important as well
4: yeah I, I think I've definitely been in Ariana's shoes before I think I've definitely been in Delilah and Naomi's shoes before I think I think in friend groups things kind of, there are so many expectations of each other in friend groups that are sometimes fair and are sometimes really unfair. And um, I think Ariana is being expected to kind of let herself be excluded and be okay with that because it's f- it's fun for her friends and i think that mm. that's it's completely fair for that to feel so shitty and it's really unfair for Delilah and Naomi to expect that of her i've definitely been in that position before and i think i think a lot of people have because friendships in high school can be really toxic sometimes well i for one cannot wait
0: to see how Ariana bounces back. What's next for her? Because I know that there is a bounce back to happen. She is too bright, too amazing and, you know, too I feel like charismatic honestly and like loving to let this be a down moment for her for too long.
1: Well, thank you all so much for being here, Max, once again. So good to see you, longtime friend, Zelda. Love you, girl. You're always Love here. You. Um, <laughs> yes. And, Nathania, I'm so proud of you for everything that you're doing. I'm so excited thank for you. next week's episode where we finally yes. get to be in the same room together. Um, oh, my
4: gosh. <laughs> yeah,
1: you are amazing.
2: Oh, thank, thank, thank you for having
4: us. Thank you for having us. Thanks
1: so much. Generation The Podcast is a production of HBO Max and iHeartRadio, hosted by us, Gigi Good and Wembley Sewell. The podcast is produced and written by Phoebe Unter, written and researched by Sierra Kaiser, and engineered, edited, and mixed by Matt Stillo. It's executive produced by Ethan
0: Fixell. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed Generation The Podcast, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, be sure to watch the series itself on HBO Max. Thanks for listening.